We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sunday night, Jeff's back. All is good in the world. We'll be talking a lot of baseball coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday evening, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am Scott Jensta, joined again as uh, as usual by uh, Jeff Erickson. If you could please rate and review the podcast. We do greatly appreciate that. Helps people find us, helps people listen to us. If you've been listening to us all year and hopefully I uh, got some good information out of that, please uh, leave a positive and uh, review with a bunch of stars. That would be fantastic. Jeff, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, we thank Brian Slack for filling in last week. That was a, it was a fun podcast always to have Brian on. Uh, how's everything with you? Hectic. Very hectic, but really awesome too. Uh, I had a kid go off to college. I had a golf trip in there. I had a trip to Vegas to do uh, some radio shows from Radio and Row. Also, you work you work in this world, and football and baseball are like converging at once. That must this must be like a just crazy few weeks for you. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I'm still on the. I'm not coaching anymore, but I'm still on the board at AYSO and getting everybody the starting line has been you know time involved as well. So uh, yeah, it, it's been it's been a whirlwind. Uh, it still is, but it's great. It's great. I have a good life. Kids start school yet? Are your your high school kids start school yet or not yet? They both start classes tomorrow. One at LMU, uh, nice. one at uh, Mayfield High School. Does the does the younger one feel like she's queen of the house now that the old one's out? Uh she she's enjoying full attention. There's no yeah. doubt, but she misses her sister too. She misses. All right, that's good at least. Yeah. Uh, so Jeff, the uh, if we'd spoken a few months ago, we would never have considered the AL West to be uh, one of the better divisions of baseball. Three of the top four teams in the AL went by run differential in the AL West. Three of the top six six teams in baseball. Uh, you take a, take the Braves and the Dodgers in the NL. You take the Rays in the AL East, and then you've got the three teams in the AL West are uh, are all top six and run differential: the Mariners, the Rangers, the Astros, all separated with one game. Uh, best division in baseball right now, Jeff, in terms of like watchability and fun. Three teams within one game of each other. It's really really fun. It is. Uh, they're not all like each other though. They're they're all kind of like in different phases of strength yeah. and weaknesses right now. Uh, in particular, the Rangers are faltering badly. Um, uh, you know, the Rays, I mean, they, they have a bad news item happen to them every single day, it feels like. Uh, and yet, here they are still. Yep. The Rangers are wild. I, I knew they had been struggling a little bit. I looked, and they were 1-9 in the last 10 games. They, uh, yeah. uh, their playoff odds, if you look at ESPNs, down to 65%, just where I was looking right now. Astros and Mariners are both 85%. The Mariners have won 
19 of 23 now. It was 18 of 22 earlier. They won today. Uh, they swept uh, whoever the heck they played. It was the Royals. Whoever they played. Royals they this weekend, yeah. yep. It was the Royals. They swept them. Uh, that's like two long winning streaks in there. Uh, they're fun. They're hitting, and they can pitch. They have uh, they've given up the least amount of runs in the entire American League. Uh, their their starting uh, starting rotation pretty much goes five deep. Uh, they're fun. I gotta consider them. Uh, the Rangers are definitely third right now. If you had to pick teams right now, and the Mariners and Astros are right there. Um, I'm pulling for the Mariners here. I think it's a, it's a fun story. Obviously, Julio is obviously a lot of fun. Their pitching staff is fun to watch. Uh, they're a team you do not want to face in the playoffs. They're going to throw a lot of lot of big velocity, really good arms out there. Yeah, and they're getting Brian Wu back. I mean, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing more out of him. Uh, it's a shame they lost uh, the other kid that they just called up. Uh, you know, Emerson that, Hancock? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I just, you know. I just like saying that name, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. It just oh, it rolls right off the tongue, so that's good. Um, yeah, it, this I, I read that this is the latest in the year that they've been solo first place since 2003. That is crazy. Yeah. Have they... They have not made the playoffs since the year they won 150 games, right? They, they made the playoffs last year. Except before last year. Did they make it last year? Or were they the wild card? Yeah, they, they won. won. They beat they beat Toronto in a series. And then oh, you know, that's the right. Astros Toronto. to the brink in that like 17-inning game. Toronto blew that last game. They had a lead late. That's right. That's right. That's yeah, right. so the streak, the streak was broken last year. It was wild that you win the most games ever. You don't make the playoffs for 20 years. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. And I just uh, I don't know. I, I like the Rangers story, too, man. They got they got a ton of offense, but the pitching starting to starting to falter a little bit. Uh, I'm just I, I'd love to see both them beat the Astros, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, it, it could be possible that one of those three teams doesn't make the playoffs, which is yep. just it blows my mind when you think about it. We were talking about like three, maybe four of the AL East teams making it for a long time. Yeah. And right now there's one AL East wild card and, and, you know, Toronto is uh, Toronto's behind, I guess it'd be Houston now for the wild card by two and a half games. Then Boston's four and a half back. Uh, the AL has definitely um, kind of separated itself. There's only five teams in the mix for the three wild card spots in the moment. Um, you know, angels and Yankees and guardians have pretty much fallen out of there, but uh, yeah, it'd be, uh, it'd be wild if only two AL, AL East teams make it. We were, we were talking three, maybe four for a long time. Yeah, well, three months ago, just three months ago, if you what would how would you react if I told you the Yankees were going to be six games under five hundred with a negative twenty three run differential? You tell me six weeks ago, and I would have thought you're crazy. Yeah, uh, they have just cratered, just yeah. absolutely cratered. It, it is it is one of the least fun bottoming outs I've seen in a long time. Unless you, you know, except for everybody that hates them. Yeah. I don't hate the Yankees. Is the funny thing? I've never been a fan of them, but I don't hate them. I don't either. Um. But man, it, it, it's tough. It, it's tough right now. The Yankees yeah. and the Mets are both in last place in their division. Yeah, and they were both, and they both spent a ton of money, and they were both like favorites to make the playoffs. It's crazy. It's not like it's a year where we thought it was going to happen. It's it's well, it's been a whole. People are calling year for Subway year. Series at the beginning yeah. of the year. I don't think that's going to happen, Jeff. Yeah, I mean the Mets won today and the Nats lost, so they're only a game behind the Nats, but still, they're behind the Nats. Yeah, that's the fact that they're even in the discussion with the Nats is wild. And I mean, Carlos Rodon, we're August 27th. I know he missed a lot of times, but his ERA is six. Yeah. Yeah. It's it it's it, it's the worst case, almost the worst case scenario. I mean, the, the the worst worst case scenario would be like judge out multiple years or something like right. that. But yeah. It doesn't get much worse than what the Yankees have done this year. No, and you look at next year, and they've got all these like young guys, but I mean those guys have to develop with it. They're only lasted well, like at least they're playing years. now. They are. I, it'd be interesting. I saw some rumors they're thinking of calling up Jason Dominguez, and I kind of would. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind seeing seventy at bats right there. I know he just got called to AAA, but he's been hitting really well the last few weeks. 
Um, I'm all for giving guys, you know, 70, 80 plate appearances before the end of the year. It'd be fun if, uh, but fun if we saw the alien up too. I would like to see some of these young guys actually do well. You know, that that's been one of their yeah. the stories of their season is, you know, Pereira's struggling now after uh, getting the call, and you know, uh, Cabrera and uh, Peraza have also struggled. Uh, even Volpe, I mean, he, he he's had his moments, but he's he struggled. Oswald Peraza, I this is one of my whiffs of the year. I, I was in on Oswald Peraza this year in a lot of places, and. Yeah, he he's been less than nothing. He's he's actually you know actively hurt you. I mean, if you had him all this year, especially if you held I mean, on to him, waiting for him to get oh he'll get a chance later. They may send him down for two weeks, then he'll be up. No, it's the opportunity cost has been terrible. At least Volpe has like the, the homers and stolen bases, uh, but you know these other guys, man, that's just such a disappointing year. I'm glad Paul Spores around. He corrected me. Jason Dominguez is the Martian, not the alien. I, you know, it's close enough. They're both movie titles, right? I was close. Yeah. Um, I knew that. I knew it didn't sound right when I said alien right when it happened. But um, yeah, Volpe is interesting because the, the, the batting average is low. But if you had told me that you're getting seven, 18 home runs after today, 20 stolen bases from that spot, um, obviously it's been a huge hole batting average wise, but at least the power and speed have been there. He hasn't like killed you, although, you know, he was drafted really highly. And, but you said you're going to get. You get twenty home runs. You get twenty five steals. That's not going to kill you anywhere. I'm drafting him next year, probably. Uh, I, uh, at least I like I'll be his, in on him. He had we'll a right what... right center field home run today that was really nice. He got a lot of pop. It's just a matter of uh, getting that strikeout rate down. It's been lower in the minors, so I'm hoping maybe it's a you know, you know come get called up sort of thing that uh, struggles a little. Although he had struggled a little bit in AAA last year, but twenty seven percent strikeout rate just doesn't work for you know not hitting forty home runs. But yeah, um, but, I uh, I like a lot 22. of what I see. Yeah, he's 22. He's got a 9% walk rate. He's got a 175 ISO. I mean, come on, you know, not, you know, we, what are we really truly expecting here? I, you know, I, I think I'm almost certainly going to be in on him because his price is going to be less than say like Ellie. Uh, but if yeah, you yeah. asked at the beginning of the year, who, who is going to, you know, who, you know, I think Volpe was probably rated higher than, than Ellie in most places. And Ellie, by the way, is struggling too. I mean, he's still got a 304 on base. Did, did you see uh, the throw? Did you see the throw today? Yeah, it was useful. Holy um, moly. <laughs> yeah, I, we like that. Um, he does, and that's the thing about Ellie is almost once or twice a week, he does something you're just like, wow. It's, it's the watch him do something. The Angels, uh, broadcasters couldn't get enough of Ellie. Um, they, they absolutely loved him. He's also struck out 105 times in 69 yeah. games. So, you know, there, there's still a big growth curve for him still, too. But, but I, I, I think, think getting this, I, I know the Reds are fading here as, as we kind of talk, and they're, they're kind of hanging on third wild card in, in the contention there. But getting Ellie half a season at bats, I think, is going to be gold. I think it's going to be it's going to be really important. He's looked uh, he's looked really rough at times, looked overmatched at times, but mostly just the swing and miss. I mean, you could tell everything else play-wise, he fits in perfectly. And you talk about Volpe. I mean, Ellie's 21 also. I mean, we're just uh, – Yeah, he's he's even younger than Volpe, yeah. There was some talk after like the first three weeks when he was hitting bombs and stealing bases every day. It was going to be a top five pick and then a first round pick. I don't think it quite that high, but he's not. Uh, there's going to be no discount on Dela Cruz next year, despite the home runs right now. No, no, not with our Reds. No way. Uh, no, not with our Reds. A pl- good place to hit, too. So, um, yeah, so let's jump into uh, week 23. Jeff, we have five weeks left in the season. So if you are going to make a move, uh, it's time to make that move. It's uh, it's time to uh, time to get some stats going. But still, five weeks is a long time. You can make a lot of. Uh, I know that I've uh, I know I've lost leads and gained leads in the last five weeks. So I know it can happen. I've lost big leads and gained five leads yep. in that amount of time too. So uh, only one team this week with five games. The Rays we were talking about earlier. They have five games this week. Uh, a pretty decent amount of team with seven uh, games with seven. We have a uh, Dodgers, Giants, Padres in the NL West. Reds and Cubs and Braves and Nats have seven. And the Tigers and Yankees in the American League have seven. 
Uh, any schedule you love this week, Jeff? Obviously, the Rockies are home all week. Although this is a Rockies yeah. offense that, you know, A, I don't think you're worried about throwing guys against them. And B, I don't know how many guys you really want to add on that roster. But they're at home, which means they're, you know, Atlanta and Toronto get to go hit, get to go hit there. Yeah, I, I didn't even bid on a single Rocky hitter. Uh, it was more like, hey, I'm happy that my guys and the Braves and, and Blue Jays yeah, are exactly. going there for sure. Um, you know, uh, it's it's weird. The Tigers, maybe pretty That's good. Sweet schedule. There's seven righties, too. I mean, if you have, uh, you know, Keel Badu, Parker Meadows, Zach McKinstry, they're going to be playing a lot. Yeah, they are. Um, and, you know, it, it's funny because – at most points, you're like, oh, the Yankees aren't really that good of a matchup. White Sox have these stud starters. Well, no and no anymore. Uh, it, it's, I mean, the White Sox, I mean, we, I don't, I can't even like articulate anything about uh, Friday night there, but it's just keep on continuing never ending string of bad stories uh, with, with what's happening at White Sox games. Uh, yeah, not good. Um, and not to mention the fact that the A's smoked Dylan Cease that night too, like just to add to the White Sox. But yeah, the, they were obviously you're talking about the gunshots that happened at the yeah. stadium or it was, it was wild. Um, but yeah, they, uh, the, there's nobody you fear there. And you know, the Tigers face uh Tukey Clevenger Clevenger pushed really well today, but I think that's three out of four starts. been good from Clevenger. Maybe he's turned a corner a little bit and they get Kopech. The Yankees like, unless Cole's pitching, like, I mean, Schmidt's all right. Um, but other than that, like there's nobody you fear there except for Cole, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm really kind of uh, hoping that, uh, you know, I, these Tiger guys that have been surging a little bit keep going a little bit. You know, quietly, the Tigers have been they, – they have they – have, they are giving us reason to be hopeful at times. Yeah, the, uh, the Spencer Torkelson uh, bust uh, chatter has finally gone down a little bit. He's had a pretty good second half. He's up to 23 home runs, 68 RBIs. I know he's only hitting 230, but a ton of hard contact. He's a 50% hard contact guy with a 14.5% barrel rate. Um, I'm hoping his price somehow stays a little bit down next year because I'll be back in again. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, it's The only thing that maybe keeps it down a little bit is the fact that it, the team context. And – you know, unfortunately, like in there's no trading in the leagues that you play in, but I could see like a trade league have him being able to recover some value. But yeah, it's been a it's been a super fun ride lately. Yeah, I mean, he was he started really rough. There's people dropping him, but uh, it's gonna get uh, it's gonna be a you know 27, 28 home run with 80 RBI season. I think you had taken that in the 17th, 18th round when he when he was drafted. Uh, other schedule like you gotta like the Jays this week. They are three home against Washington, three at Colorado. Unfortunately, they've got uh, they've got two guys who are injured today. Bo Bichette, uh left some quad tightness. Matt Chapman, I think, is having some work done on his finger. He had that issue a couple weeks ago. He got like pinched doing something. Uh, it it, uh, it flamed back up today, so they're going to do some testing on him. So that's uh, not what you want as you uh, as you head into a week where you get three against the Nats and then three at course. You hope those two guys be ready for the weekend at least. Exactly. Um, I also liked, uh, like the, the Padres looked at, looked this week, three against St. Louis. Uh, I don't worry there four against the giants. Not much. I'm worried about, uh, worried about there. And they, they actually mix, mix, miss Logan Webb, which is uh, you know kind of the only guy there you really worry about. Uh, our Reds have a good schedule this week, three against the giants, four home against the Cubs. Uh, hopefully a week, the Reds, the Reds bats can get going aside from our boy, Matt McClain, who just rakes all the time. Yeah, he does. Um, he's, he's I love that dude. Yeah, I do too. Uh, he, he's, he's so good. So fun. Um, it's you know with Votto hurt they have the all rookie infield plus Spencer Steer converted infielder in the outfield. Um, it, it you can see why they're fading a little bit, but man, when you know that that series against the Angels was just pure fun. Uh, they're just they they were rallying late. They were they were taking the extra base constantly. Yeah. It, it, it was just super fun baseball. 
Yeah, I mean, McLean's at 16 home runs, 14 steals in 88 games, like essentially half a season. It's just been uh, – and he was uh, – you know, there was, a, there was some bidding on him, but he was not one of the huge hyped uh, call-ups. So it's been uh, it's been a fun ride with McLean. I've, I've enjoyed that one a lot. He's striking out a little too much. Probably got to work on that in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he can fix that. But Had an um, awful air at second base the other night, uh, yeah, yesterday. Costa, cost Diaz a save. That was, uh, that was yeah. a rough one right there. At least Diaz got a win, like you said, and at least there was – uh, two unearned runs. I think only one. Actually, was all th- all three were unearned because the first one was the ghost runner. Right, right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, um, I thought I, I didn't actually. I don't have Diaz, so I didn't realize that all three were unearned. Um, my uh, my drama of having yeah. Diaz and Seawald blow saves in that game was muted a little bit by the fact that all three ones were unearned. I did not know that at the time that I tweeted uh, tweeted at you. So yeah, it was uh, it was rough though. I was watching that game and uh, Christy was like, "I thought you were in for the Reds." I'm like, "Yeah, but Seawald's in. We got we need a save here." And then they scored, and she's excited, and she's like, "Thought I was excited." I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, well, now Diaz is going to save. And then she's looked at me and I'm like, all right, I got I to gotta stop watching this game. Yeah. So with Kim and I, it's just, how's the NFC, NFBC going? Oh, hey, football season's starting soon. So there you we'll go. move on from that. Preseason, um, games, preseason games are on. That's a, that's a bad sign. The, the no, I'm not on. watching preseason games. Come on. Dude, preseason's horrible. It, it really, Man, truly is. I mean, there are little moments here and there, but yeah. Like I, the, I, the Niners game was on Friday. I'm like, oh, check out whoever, Bird, Purdy and Sam Darnold. And then the second half is like, all guys are getting cut anyway. It's just, it's, it's really a rough watch. It's bad football. It's sloppy. And it's a bunch of guys aren't going to be there on Tuesday. It's just, and you get so many teams that don't even bother with like the third game of the preseason being the yeah. dress rehearsal. I mean, the Steelers did it, but they're playing a team that didn't. Oh um, yeah. Same so, with the Niners. They were playing the Chargers. I was like, this might be interesting for the first five minutes. Then I realized the Chargers were sitting everybody. So I was like, oh, all right, well, I'll go do something else. Cause it's, uh, yeah. I like the regular season point. The preseason is really bad. Uh, Braves have a good schedule this week. Not that you could pick up many Braves, although there was, uh, there was some Kevin Pillar chatter this this week in pickups because they the Braves face four lefties, uh, three at Colorado, four at the Dodgers. Uh, good first half there, but obviously the Dodger one's a little tough. It is. It really is. So let's uh, let's jump into Fab, and I actually want to start with relief pitchers this week. Usually we start with hitters or pitchers, but I felt like relievers was uh, actually an interesting market this week for the first time in a quite a while. It's been there's not been a lot of uh, closes on the waiver wire so far this year. Obviously, the first one is because of bad news. Felix Bautista uh, injured, went in the IL uh, with a some sort of UCLA UCL injury. I'm already at football mode. I said UCLA um, UCL injury. Um, it didn't say how severe it was, and it was like kind of like, oh, I don't know if he's going to pitch again or not this year, but obviously we're not looking for any time soon with Bautista, which is a shame. Probably, probably the best closer in baseball so far this year. Definitely with strikeouts, it's been, it's been awesome. I like, the, I like watching the Orioles. They're a fun team. I'm hoping for some way you can get back by the playoffs, but I'm not too optimistic there. But Yenier Cano uh, slides into that role, got the first save. I think it was Saturday night he got the first save. Um, has been really good all year. He made the all-star team. He was really good the first two months. Had a little bit of a hiccup in the middle of the season, but has been great since. 1.6 ERA, 0.97 whip. Uh, not only have we not had a lot of guys that have fallen into closer roles on the waiver wire, we have not had a lot of guys that have, are this good of a pitcher that fall into that role. We, we had that both today. Exactly, exactly. And, um, yeah, you saw some pretty aggressive bids on him. Unfortunately, the I didn't have the aggressive budget to go with. So, like when he goes when he went for seventy five, I was oh wow. You know, There's someone with some cash in your league. Yeah, um, in one of my leagues, I think he went for seventy seventy five. Yeah, and in a couple of places, he's already rostered too. That was the yeah. other tricky part. Yeah, he was twenty six percent rostered in the main event going into today. So there was a, you know that's a quarter of the leagues that he's already taken in. He went for uh, mid thirties in mine. I'm down to about you know forty five to fifty bucks. So I couldn't go quite that much. I would have loved to have him, but if you had uh, if you had uh, if you had any money, that was Cano is a guy to go for. I mean, this is someone that on a really good team that's a really good pitcher doesn't come has not come across very often this year, if at all. 
No, it, it really hasn't. Um, did you think about any like backups to Cano in case they went elsewhere? Like, or at least you know, there's maybe maybe he struggles, or maybe you know they they like him in the role he's got. Uh, did you did you think about like Fujinami or Colombe or or Perez at all? Uh, I did. I thought about him. Um, I know I probably have some scarring from the age watching Fujinama give up a lot of hits, but he's been really good as a reliever. Yes, he has. Uh, Danny Kulum, who is also on the A's. Uh, I looked at him too. I think he's going to be the lefty guy. I just think it's going to be Cano, to be honest with you. I think that they're going to slide him in there. I think that uh, they said some stuff like, oh, you know, we'll kind of mix and match. I think they're just like trying to not be like, he's the guy. Let's go and, and put that pressure on him. But I think it's going to be the way they use Bautista. It was just so standard old school closer stuff. I think they're just going to slide uh, Cano in there. Um, I know that uh, our friend Timothy Tunks, who listens to the podcast, loves Fuji. It's like his favorite player. So he probably uh, will be excited about that. But yeah, Fuji slides into a, a high leverage role, though, which is uh, pretty wild considering uh, the first month of the season, he had an ERA about 14. Yeah. And, you know, it just shows that, you know, just sometimes a change of environment, you know, matters also it just demonstrates too that you know reliever performance can fluctuate wildly over a small yeah. sample i mean that's what they do they have small they sample sizes yeah i just i just think it's cano i think it'll be cano i think maybe you get a if you get a weird matchup where kulum comes in you get three lefties maybe but i just think it's gonna be and it's be cano and I, I felt pretty good about that um miami's interesting too they came out this afternoon uh said that uh david robertson they traded for the trade deadline is out as closer um, you know, he has not been good. He's blown three of his seven saves has been there. Uh, that's been up and down. It's been messy. Um, Tanner Scott got the save, um, today, which probably boosted his price a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brian Slack and I actually, when he was on last week, we talked about how th we, we both thought Tanner Scott was the next guy up. If something happened to Robertson or if he kept struggling, um, I wish I had, uh, picked him up last week. I just, uh, I don't think I had uh, the spot for him, but, uh, get out bid on him this week. But I think Tanner Scott is a really nice ad right now. I think he's going to be. I wouldn't say the guy, but I would say most of the guy to give him a majority of the, uh, of the role. I think it's nice that he's a lefty, but they have AJ puck that can kind of be that lefty guy in the seventh day thing, which always helps when you have a lefty close. You want one more lefty. Um, I think it'll be Scott. He's been really good. 35% strikeout rate, um, ERA under two, six whip under one, one. Uh, this could be a guy that just takes a job and doesn't look back. I got him in a couple of places. Got him in I one like of the that. three mains. I got I him like in that. yogurt too. Yeah, I think that uh, I think it's a really good ad. And the Marlins are a you know a decent team. I think that uh, you know struggled a little bit, but uh, a good team, going to get some wins. Um, I just think it's him. I think that uh, I think Puck kind of had his chance. I think they like to see him where he is right now. I don't think they're looking to rush him back into save ops anytime soon. I, I'd agree with that, uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, did you end not, up with any Mojo Jojo? Uh, I added Mojo Jojo Romero last week actually in two spots, and uh, I just I had Gallegos and I watched him a bunch. I just I think he something's up with him. He's been. It's been kind of a wild ride the last month or so. He got smoked this week, and he had four runs in a third of an inning. I finally dropped him. Um, Ryan Helsley had a setback and kind of restarted his rehab, so maybe he's going to be back. But uh, uh, I think it's Romero right now. He was only 16% rostered in the 12-team uh, Rotowire or NFC online championship. There's a lot of availability there. Um, I think he's kind of the guy right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I, I think that they're not, you know, it's like a lot of other re retooling teams, saved situations might be scarce, but yeah. so, in so much as there are some, you might as well, I think he's the guy I would go for too. Um, by the way, also, you know, Tanner Scott, the price went up on him, but you know, cause he did get the save today, but he also was named by Craig Mish before the game. Craig Mish even said that Tanner Scott's going to be the guy yeah. he gets the next chance. So um, Craig Mish is almost always right when it comes to the Marlins. Yeah, I still think the Sunday save probably bumped him even a little bit more. Yeah, but, bumped uh, the price up for sure. Just that uh, that confirmation bias of there we go. That's a, it's a good spot. I uh, I got outbid on him. I would have liked to get him too. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's just tough. It's uh, I, I think I've realized this year. I'm, I went a little low in, in fab over the last two months here, last like eight weeks, you know, six weeks. Um, I'm going to make sure I have a few more dollars. I usually do, but uh, Matt Mervis really messed me up this year. I spent a lot of money on him and it just worked zero. I mean, it just, it, oh, he was bad and then he was gone and it just, it was a really bad combo and he was a lot of money. And that uh, kind of put me a little behind the eight ball in bidding for the, for the rest of the year on two of my three teams. That's been the theory on it was right. You know? It was. It just you know, didn't. It just didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Just didn't work out. But I mean, the, huge, it, huge prospect. I needed power. Like it just. It made sense. But it. Uh, it couldn't have worked too much. Too much worse. It worked against you because he came out early. He was more expensive. You know, yeah. you're going to get him for a longer period of time, and then fart noise. Yeah. Yeah. It just. Uh, it did not work. But uh, it happens. But I do. Uh, I usually have a. You know, I like to have a hundred bucks for the last couple of months, or maybe one twenty-five somewhere in there. I was lower than that. It's definitely uh, limited my choices, uh, especially with needing some saves and not being able to get Cano or Scott today was uh, was tough. I've been in the 25 to 30 range on a lot of teams right now. It's just it's tough, it's right? Because you map it out and you're like, oh, I can spend $5 a week. And you're like, oh, I guess I can't buy this guy for $9 this week. It's, just, it's tough. Well, here's the thing. I mean, we've had a lot of hitting and pitch, starting pitching prospects called up this year. Yep. Um, those, those shiny toys are tough to lay off of. Been, um, you're right. There's been a lot of, and it was like, not like all concentrated at once. It felt like every week there was a new guy and it just, there was another new guy to spend on. There was, mm-hmm. there was a lot of that this year, Yep. which is fun, fun for baseball, but yeah, tough for, 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 for fantasy leagues. But and the one thing it has, it has made me have to dig in on some guys. Like I, I know that I'm going to need to get guys that are three and four bucks and it's uh, it makes me go, go find some names. Uh, how do you feel about the, uh, the white Sox situation right now? Gregory Santos uh, kind of slid into that role has exploded in two of his three save ops. Uh, Aaron Bummer closed the game today. It was a four-run lead, but pitched like an inning and two-thirds. Um, do you think there's any uh, any sort of movement here with the, with the White Sox at the back end of the games? I don't know. <laughs> I just <laughs> – I don't know. Um, does it matter? Uh, I guess. I mean, I think I put some backup bids on Endless Bummer, but uh... – <laughs> You know, I, uh, I think. yeah, his, uh, his ERA in the year is 6.2. I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah, I remembered him, um, having some nasty stuff back in 2019, 2020. And I looked a little closer. Uh, this year has been rough. Last year was a whip of one five. So I just kind of, I kind of just decided to stay away after I, I looked a little closer at bummer. It was, it was like, okay, I'll throw him in, in the long chain of bids at a buck. Right. Our friend, Rob Diepro, deep. D. Pietro just jumped in the chat. Uh, Rob, you'll be happy to know Jeff and I were saying good things about you off air. So that doesn't help you very much in terms of uh, hearing it on air, but we were saying good things about your your work off air. Yeah. Um, hey, subscribe to Rob's Patreon. It's good stuff. Uh, Pole Hitter. The Pole Hitter podcast, too. Check that out. Uh, he does a lot of good stuff. He's been a guest on the Rotowire podcast before. And he's he's a good human being. We like him. Yeah, we talk uh, we talk a lot of fab here, and uh, Rob puts out really good fab stuff on Saturday and Sunday. It is insanely thorough. It's uh, it's really good. Um, Ryan Yarbrough, Jeff, since joining the Dodgers, three wins and a save. That feels like more wins than anybody on my team. He's been he's been a really weird, nice little puzzle piece for them that uh, they've used in, in multiple different ways. But he's been really good for them. He's like the classic Dodgers turn an average guy into someone better than average guy. Uh, yeah, this year's just, just good at whatever they do. Yeah. But yeah, he's kind of pitching like three and four inning segments. Uh, he had a two inning uh, stretch in there, but. And it's always like you know in a really good spot where you know obviously the Dodgers in a tie game like you throw three short innings you're going to get a lead at some point mm-hmm. uh, you know the top two guys in the lineup literally never get out so it, it makes things a lot easier for uh, to score runs when um, your top two hitters are hitting like 900 the last few weeks it's uh, Mookie's awesome right now it's crazy that the the NL MVP is back up for grabs it was like Acuna slam dunk forever Mookie's really close right now yeah he is yeah he is heck Do heck of a that- weekend for him. Do you think this, like, how much do you think the 50 extra steals 
play into voters' minds. We get to because like you look at like some of the other stuff about Cooney's a little bit better in OBP and slugging. Mookie's a little bit better in WAR and uh, like WRC plus. Their batting average is pretty close. Cooney's a little bit higher. Mookie has a few more homers. Do you think the fifty steals? How big of an impact do you think that uh, that makes in the voters' minds? Some. I think it's, it's, I mean, it's a lot of stolen bases. I think the story too about Acuna do, uh, coming back like this yeah. also has something to do with it. Um, yeah, uh, I think I, it is closer than it was. You know, obviously it's it's narrowed. It's not like Acuna slumping though. You know, it's, no, he's hitting three thirty five. <laughs> yeah, I I would still be surprised if he doesn't win it. Um, but it's not like he went out and lost it either. You but know? six weeks ago, we thought like the MLP was over unless Acuna got hurt. Yeah. Like over, over. And I think I'd vote Acuna right now, but I wouldn't argue with anybody that, that voted bets right now either. It's been, he's been that good. He's got 35 home runs, a career high on home runs, and we're still in August. It's been, it's been fun. I'm not a Dodgers fan, but I love Mookie. He's probably my favorite player to watch right now. Yeah. The Mets and the Braves are just, I mean, the Dodgers and the Braves are just ridiculous. Why did I say yeah, Mets? They, I don't even, I don't know why I said that, but we were talking about last week. I really hope we get a Dodgers Braves NLCS. I think we kind of all deserve that. Easily the two best teams in the NL. I, I really hope there's no, hope there's no upsets. You know, baseball playoffs are impossible, but I hope we get, I hope we get that series. That'd be a really fun and good series. Uh, with one exception. Our, if our Reds make the playoffs, then all that goes out the window. Of course, that goes out the window. If they if yeah. the Reds are playing, either one rooting for them. But in terms of anybody but the Reds, um, I'd really like to see a Braves Dodgers NLCS. I think it'd be fun. I'm I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah. Uh, let's get into hitters. There are a lot of hitters in Fab this week, but first, I want to tell you about our uh, our uh, partners at AG One, the daily foundational nutrition supplement supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every day. I gave AG One a try because I wanted better gut health, a boost in energy, immune immune system support. Also, I hate taking pills. That is very, very true. By the way, I'm horrible at taking pills. I want a supplement that actually tastes really good too. I drink AG1 in the morning before starting a long day. Makes me feel ready to take on my day and also feel like I'm doing something good for my body. Since I've been drinking AG1, I notice overall feeling of health plus sustained energy, improved digestion, and most importantly, support, support for mental clarity and focus, which everybody, including my wife, tells me I need all the time. Covering my nutritional basis for the day couldn't literally be easier, which is why I trust AG1. I just mix one small scoop of water and drink it first thing each morning, and I'm done. It has 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. I also like it only costs about three bucks a day. That's pretty darn good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with high quality sourced ingredients. It's really a win-win all the way around. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplemental routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash roto. That's drinkag1.com slash roto. Check it out. And we thank, uh, we thank AG1 for their partnership uh, on the podcast here. So, Jeff, uh, hitters. Uh, there was a lot of um, a lot of rookies this week. It's uh, you know we used to get a lot more call ups uh, right around September one, but then they changed the roster stuff. But we got a lot of rookies this week just in the outfield. We had Everson Pereira in New York, Parker Meadows in Detroit, uh, Josh Palacios. We had his brother Richie Palacios. We had Willier Abreu. What did you do with all these rookies? Is there any way? Did, were you were you differentiating between them? Did you have someone you liked more than others? Um, as I looked more and more and more, I liked Parker Meadows the most of the group. I do. I did too. He was uh, top of my list uh, over Pereira. Who I'm not convinced is going to make it. He just struck out again while we were talking. Uh, but you know, yeah, he's going to get playing time at least. Yeah, he. Th- those two I thought were a hair above everybody else. I like Canzone. I think a little bit. Is that how we pronounce it now? Um, yeah, it is. I think it's been Canzone. I like Canzone too. He's been uh, he's been up and kind of he was playing, and then he wasn't playing a little bit. Now he played a lot this week. I've kind of had him on and off my roster, but I, I like Canzone too. Yeah. Um. So he he's a guy that uh, he was kind of he'd be my next if he was available. There, there's not too many leagues where I actually found him available though. 
Uh, well, it helps if you're in my league because I dropped him last week, so he would have been oh. available if you're playing with me. Um, yeah, he had a good. I probably wouldn't use him if we had a good week. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Meadows is interesting to me because I mean, we talked about earlier the the uh, the Tigers have seven games a week. They face seven righties. He's a lefty. Um, he's hitting well, and I, you know, I think there's something to be said for feeling good at the plate and and doing well there. But 19 home runs, 19 stolen bases in uh, in 113 AAA games. So just someone that you know, speed power combo is always something we like. Always something we're looking for. Strikeout rate is 24% in the minors, so not something you know, not great, but uh, not something you'd freak out too much about. I just think that he has a chance um, to put up some stats on a team that's going to let him play. Um, I really like Meadows. He was definitely, as I looked closer and closer, he was the one that I kind of put up over everybody else. Yeah, uh, I, I, and I think, you know, we, we already talked about the Tiger schedule. Yeah. Uh, we already talked to, you know, you know, just there's a little bit of pedigree there. There's ample playing time to give out, yep. so give it give it away. Um, and you know, you've got a rising lineup, Kerry Carpenter. Uh, we talked torque already a little bit, you know, tough week this week, but still great second half. Uh, I think Badu can do some damage. Riley green can do damage. I mean, it's, it's an interesting team. Uh, yeah. Kerry Carpenter, uh, Jorge Soler home today. So the stat doesn't work anymore, but he was tied for the lead in uh, August home runs and all of baseball. Kerry Carpenter was, um, heading into today. It's, he's been really, really good. Yeah, he has. Um, Everson Pereira, you mentioned him in New York. It seems like they're going to just let him play left field. At least they have so far this week. But um, really good batting average in the in the minors. I looked and his, his BABIP's pretty high. It's like a three eighty five or something BABIP over the first whatever that is ninety game eighty games in the minors. But again, another guy, eighteen home runs, uh, eleven stolen bases, hitting three hundred. Um, you know, if they let him play, uh, I think it's one that works too. He was my second guy after Meadows, but I think it's an, again on a team that's nothing to play for. I think that the playing time is easier to come by. Yeah, it is. It, it absolutely is. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see, uh, you know, h- how that works out for them. But uh, I do like that. And that, I mean, sometimes you just got to take a chance, right? Yeah. Uh, just, okay, playing time's there. Let's see what happens. And, you know, you, you can you can dig in the numbers all you want, but sometimes you just got to fall into a hot streak for three weeks. I think that there's just, you know, you hope that uh, guy's swinging it well, some hits fall, he stays in the lineup. And, you know, sometimes with some of these guys, you're, like you said, you're hoping to hoping to catch a heater and get, and get some luck involved there. It's uh, it, it, it helps a little bit to have that. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and I mean Wilmer, Will Yur. I keep saying Wilmer. Will Will Yur, are you playing a bunch for Boston with uh, Jaron Duran? Um, a little banged up right now. Another speed power combo guys. A lot of these guys coming up. Uh, he was fifteen twenty three in Double A for the Astros last year, and then in the uh, Boston organization this year, twenty two home runs, eight stolen base hit, two seventy four. Not a lot of strikeouts either. Twenty and a half percent strikeout rate. Uh, I didn't know how the playing time here was going to work out, but he's uh, he's been up for four games, hitting the ball hard. Um, looks pretty good too. I was, uh, it was down the list a little bit, but I think he's an intriguing guy that could fall into a hot streak too. Although, you know, a team that's still kind of in the mix a little bit. So they're probably still, uh, you know, the playing time might be an issue. Yeah, uh, I think so too. Who did you end up with mostly? Uh, I got, uh, I got two Parker Meadows in uh, two of my main events. Uh, that was the one that I put, I ended up with, uh, ended up with a couple of Garrett Coopers too, who I think is just uh, falling into some playing time. Jake uh, Cronenworth is out for the year. He fractured his, uh, yep. fractured his wrist on a hit by pitch. Uh, I just think, you know, in a good lineup with some good guys around him, I think Cooper's that's someone that uh, will be fine and not hurt you. And I was just looking for a, uh, I was looking for a corner in a couple spots. So that was good. Uh, but Meadows is the guy that I really wanted. I think I got him for like four and four and three bucks. Something like that. I felt pretty good about that. Yeah. Uh, I think you should. Um, I, I think those were, those are solid bits. I, I also have some Cooper picked up, uh, you know, because he's getting more playing time. I think the schedule sets up decently for him, if I recall correctly, too. So, yeah, I, I have a I have a decent share of him, too. He's so boring, but uh, hits the ball hard. And, you know, I think that uh, he's a guy that can fall into a bit of a hot streak, too. So I like that, too. Uh, Ryan Noda in Oakland is, uh, is mildly interesting, I thought, too. He's back from the IL. Uh, just someone that's playing every day against righties when they when they when they face a righty. 
Um, hitting the ball really hard though. 46% hard hit rate, 13% barrel rate. Uh, Nota's been quietly, uh, quite a little bit of pop, 12 home runs in 96 games. I think he's an interesting, uh, and he hits, uh, hits lead off or hits second for the A's whenever he plays. He's got, uh, he's got Zach Geloff, the great hitting behind him, which means he automatically gets dri- driven in if he gets on base, which is always good because Geloff is mm-hmm. the freaking man. So, um, yeah, I thought Nota is if you needed a corner, I had him after Cooper, but he was in my bids too. Yeah. Uh, it's just team context. You're just, just going to get dragged down on the counting stats. Come on, they're they're a minus three hundred two in the run differential. I don't know what you're talking about. I know, right? Is that amazing? That's that's not made up, by the way. That's actually the run differential. It, it, in a I know, year where I know, there's I tend some to, really I bad teams, yeah. they, they 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 are still an order of magnitude. Well, I don't know if that's actually mathematically accurate anymore, but it, they're they're they stand on uh, on the shoulders of giants. I mean, they are just above everybody else by a mile. The uh, uh, the huge uh, the huge uh, goodness of the AL West run differential of the top three teams might be directly a result of the fact that they <laughs> it might the be division. it might very well be uh, the Royals are doing their best to try to keep up bless their hearts and the Rockies are doing their thing eating pace and in the they're corner, still a hundred and twenty runs better than the A's yes it's, it's it's really amazing they're both mi- it's funny they're the same they're both minus one eighty one the A's are minus three oh two that is that's ins- I, it's an incredible number it is. They've won really 38, 38 baseball games, and we're almost in September. Yeah. Whew, it's bad. Uh, speaking of bad teams, we've got uh, a team that started off really well and has not been good since. Uh, Pittsburgh got some interesting guys. We talked about G1 Bay last week. Uh, Connor Joe playing pretty much every day right now. Um, a little bit of pop. He's got nine home runs uh, in 108 games. Not really exciting, but hits the ball okay. 42% hard hit rate. This is just a playing time play for me. I picked him up in a couple spots. Uh, first base and outfield eligible can kind of cover two spots for me. Um, I thought he was mildly interesting, just a, strictly a volume playing time stuff. He seems like he's playing every day right now. Yeah, he is. Uh, and just just speed. I mean, just you get speed out of it there. There's something to be said for that. The uh, the guy who's playing shortstop for the Rays with uh, Wander Franco on the restricted list. I don't know how to say his name. Last name Basabe. First name Osleves, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. It was hot this week, although you look at his bat, it was really high. But uh, did you any uh, – I have so many good middle infielders in my leagues. It's weird. I have bad corners and good middles, so I didn't do much with him. But uh, he has been hot and playing a bunch. Yeah. Plus, you get to say Basabe. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. You got the, just the old commercial and all that. Remember that one? The Wasabe one? Yes. Are you trying to forget it? No. Yes. I'm uh, trying to like, I remember those. Was probably I think it was like a Bud Light it. one, wasn't it? Uh, Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah. The What's Up Frogs and then it turned into Wasabe. That's I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, Jeff, you have a good memory. Yeah, that's debatable whether it's good, but yeah. Although my mom was telling stories to my wife this week, and she like brought up some name for some kindergarten kid, and I was like, oh, and I brought the kid's name, and she was like, oh, that's insane that you know that name. So I do. I remember weird stuff too. Yeah, we all we all retain. Yeah, I can't tell you what I did yesterday. Like, not <laughs> exactly. a clue. I have no idea what I did yesterday. Yeah. Um. So what about starting pitching? I mean, I feel like I've said this about five thousand times a season, but starting pitching was rough in Fab yet again. Unless unless there's been a rookie call-up that all of us were bidding on. It's been really hard to find arms this week, or week by week. The one that I looked at was someone who had a really good debut earlier this week was Jordan Wicks in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, he had, I think he had nine strikeouts in his first start against Pittsburgh, uh, five innings, two hits, one earned run, uh, one walk, uh, really good strikeout, uh, strikeout numbers uh, in the minors earlier this year in double A, he had a 29% strikeout, rate, a little bit lower in triple A, but I don't know. I just felt like this is like, well, he showed me something. Let's uh, let's give him one more start. He was probably the the top guy I had starters, but uh, I'll admit that it was a list that was not very impressive. Yeah, uh, and even you know, even Wicks. I mean, his, his minor the, the strikeouts are legit. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But he's also been someone that you're just kind of like, okay, his numbers really weren't that good in uh, 
in, in, in AAA or in the minors either. This is probably not his true level. Paul Sport is uh, let's mention someone for 356 on Jordan Wicks in his league. Can you imagine holding all your fab all year and you blow it on Jordan Wicks of all people? Yeah, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate, but yeah, it's pretty bad. I think you might have, I think you might have, um, and it probably just didn't play, didn't bid for a while, but it was, uh, that, and you're embarrassed <laughs> that you don't want to leave money on the table. Sure, I would I have, uh, I, I hope Cano wasn't available there because at least I would have gone with Cano. Uh, what about, uh, we talked about prospects, what about Kyle Harrison in San Francisco? Got the call. Uh, through three and a third, I think, in his first start. My big issue with him is is the walk rate. He walks a ton of guys. The strikeouts are fully legit. He's like a 36% strikeout rate guy in AAA. But, man, 16% walk rate. I have to mention that he gets exposed big time in the majors. So I was worried about whip, and I was worried about him making five innings to get, to get wins anyway. He does have two starts this week. I just have a hard time thinking he's going to get more than like eight or nine innings between the two starts. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, I, I, I kind of it, – it's just – he three three point one innings in his first start, and yeah. you look at him as it, it's all even when he was rumored to get called up a month ago. The the knock on him then was he wasn't going to go deep in the games. Yeah, it's just hard when you when you he probably goes three two on every batter pretty much. But you look at his strikeout and walk rate, like it's hard to it's hard to go deep when you're throwing that many pitches. Exactly. Yeah, that was uh, that was Kyle Harrison with the Giants uh, getting called up there. He does it Cincinnati and San Diego this week, so at least he has two starts. But uh, you're, I guess if you're it, you know, it's kind of a, a stat, a stat category play. If you're really good in, in wins and ratios, you need some strikeouts, you know, he might give you 12, 13, 14 this week. And that's, uh, that's workable, but let, unless you're like a really specific thing there, I just, I don't think, you, I don't think you trust him to throw. Cause I think that, uh, I think the whip's gonna be a problem. I think there's gonna be no wins there either. So, uh, what about, uh, what about speaking of guys who walk a lot of people, what about, uh, Edward Cabrera in Miami, um, getting called back up. He's made, uh, I think three or four starts in, in triple A's to getting sent down, um, this is someone that got a lot of hype in the off season. He's getting called back up this week. Did you do anything here? I dropped him in my league and I, uh, I'm not going to do it. I think, the, I think the walks are just too scary to me. I mean, that's the thing you, you after Wicks and Harrison, you've got all these recycled names yep. guys that we've had before. Certainly we believed them at certain times Cabrera and the next guy on our list, Severino. I mean, yeah, I mean, David Peterson, who we had eight K's today, just enough to tease us there. It, yeah. it, it really is Lucy with the football to Charlie Brown. I mean, it's, it's just good. You know, Oh, Oh, he pitched well today. Okay, I'll take a chance. Bam! You know, you, you just get like splattered on the highway by a semi running a red light or something like that. I don't know. It's just, it's ugly. It's always it's, ugly when we It's funny guys. you mentioned Peterson because I was watching, I had the game on against, I forget who was playing, but he was like really good early. And I'm like, oh, finally. And I look up, he's getting four runs the next thing. He's like, oh, that's the David Peterson experience right there. Exactly. It's, you know, it's like just every time. So it's just, it's tough. But like, if you need wins, you need strikeouts, you need some ratio. Guys. Like, I don't know what to tell you right now. It is hard to find anybody. I put like middle relievers on some list. Like there are a couple a couple of leagues where I just had drops. I'm like, I just need to get somebody. Mm-hmm. I had Kevin Ginkle because Paul Seawald's looking a mess since been in Arizona. I had a Jason Adam because he just he pitches well and maybe he's able to save, but it's man, it's hard to find anybody you remotely can trust a starter. I think it's as bad as it's ever been. I know we talked last year how it was it was tough in the second half after the ball. Uh, we think the ball shifted a little bit, or you know, 2019 when it was happy fun ball, but I don't know. I've, I've never felt like I can, I have trouble finding even a guy I'm remotely interested in throwing in. It's like one or two. It's not like I'm getting outbid on everybody. I just can't right. find anybody. Yeah. And you mentioned Seawald. He and Robertson both. It's so vexing. They were so good all year. They get, yep. The second they get traded away, bam, they're terrible. What? Every, uh, I have Seawald in one of my main event was actually in contention in its league, not overall by any means. But um, every time I watch him now, it is just an absolute circus. Last night he had seven, eight, nine, a two run leading walks the seven, walks the seven. I'm like, what? 
you throw a fastball in the middle. Like if you hit a home run, he hits a home run. It's not going to hurt you anymore on the wall. It's just, it's, he's just, he looks like a mess right now. I don't know if he's trying to be too fine with his new team. He, he blew it, blew his first save and then got like three in a row. They were all sketchy. Um, Alec Thomas made an unbelievable catch to save one of his games. That was like an unreal catch to center field. He loaded the bases after that. Like if he's gotten saves, they've been lucky. And then it finally, he got smoked last night. It's uh I don't know. I don't know if they can, I don't know how many times they can trust him with, uh, with getting, with sending him out there. I don't know if they, they didn't do it today, obviously, because he threw a look through a lot of pitches. I see some of the chat baby blaming Bob, Bob Brenly. Um, that's funny. Um, I, I agree with Timothy Tunks on that one there. I am. We had this conversation a little bit on Twitter yesterday. There yeah. are bottom five announcing crew for me. Um, I like, I, I like Steve Berthium though. I like him sometimes. Yeah. I think he's, he's got creeping diamondbacks ism in him now. Um, oh, and they're, I, def- they're definitely homers for sure. And I hate that stadium. It, it, it is. Yes, I've been there. It's I've nice. been there. I didn't think fun about it. Yeah. It's an office park. Like yeah. there's carpeting in part of the hallway. Yeah, uh, it's, it's just, it's so, ugh. it just, there's just this echo and it's dark and it you never get gigantic. sunshine there ever. Too. Yeah. I just, wow. There's a hot shake in the chat. Nobody worse than Don Orsillo. I what? like that. I, I disagree like with Orsillo. Benson on that one there. Yeah. Sorry. I, I like Orsillo. Yeah. If I'm not watching the Dodgers, I usually flip over to the Padres. Cause I like, I like their, I like their team. They have a lot of fun. And I like to spend a whole podcast talking about broadcasters. Uh, we Maybe we should at some point in time. Yeah. But. There's, there's nothing I as, as a, a former A's fan, there's nothing good about that. So it's, it's been it's been bad it's been bad yeah uh but yeah it's just yeah i just i just don't enjoy it. rocky's games i mean i i love course field fireworks i love just like the, the pinball games but man i don't like their announcing crew and is just, that is that fp santana he's he's national no right? uh it's uh it's not even it's not it's and you're thinking of a ne- different ex player, but it's not him either anymore for the most part. It's more the play that I play. It's just, it's just blah, you know, okay. Yeah. Their games are on television. Great. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't watch a lot of Rockies games. I'll have, to, I'll have to admit to you. If I do, I put on the other broadcast usually. So I um, do like the Mets bo- broadcast. I'm with Isaac here. I, I really like the Mets crew. Um, I yeah. think they're fantastic. I like, uh, I like, I like the, I like the Mets crew too. I, uh, Billboard I actually, stuff. there you go. There you go. Ryan's Ryan's. I like Spilly. I do like Spilly. Uh, I like him on Sirius XM too. Um, he does a good radio show. Uh, so I like him. Were there any other starters you're interested? Bailey Falter pitched well this week, but I have, I have nightmares of last year with Barry Bailey Falter, but uh, two good starts in a row for him, giving up one run uh, in, in both of those. The velocity is back up a little bit with the pirates, but man, it's, it's the pirates. You're not getting any wins. I, uh, Falter well, just faltered today. Yeah, so I, 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 I was all set to bid on him. And then I like, Oh, Never mind. Yeah, he threw four and two thirds, six runs, and I'm like, oh, that's why I'm not bidding on Bailey Falter. It's just, uh, it's rough. It's uh, it, it's tough out there starting pitching. If you could find anybody, hold on to them tight. Uh, I bid on some Andre Jackson, the former uh, Dodgers prospect, this week. But man, another guy that's on Pittsburgh. Like, I just, I don't know. It's 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 tough. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about a few players before we jump out of here. But first, a note from our sponsored Home Run Index. We all know the weather can impact how far a ball can fly, but we never know what all the heat and humidity or cold air is going to really do to the ball. The Home Run Forecast Index gives us an easy way to determine how good or bad the errors for ball flight. The index is calculated by measuring stadium-specific weather conditions and is displayed on a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being the most unfavorable for ball, ball flight, and 10 indicating the most favorable error. There's a strong correlation between the index and the number of runs scored per game and the number of home runs hit. Games that have the highest index, 10, for the whole game average over 10 runs and 2.8 homers over the course of a year. An index is created for each game so you can see what it will be in any stadium and how the weather's influence might change over the course of the game as well as the wind direction. Right now, you can access the HRF premium site for only $5 a month and see what the index will look like for every hour of every, every MLB game. 
Go to homerunforecast.com now to sign up. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, Jeff, we uh, we already talked about Kerry Carpenter, so we don't really need to go there. But uh, I got a question now. Francisco Lindor, is this the quietest guy you've ever – he has 24 home runs and 23 stolen bases. He's 10th in Major League Baseball in war. And I think if you ask a random fan, they think that uh, – because he's on the Mets, uh, Lindor sucks. He's been really, really good this year. He's at 84 runs, 7 RBIs. He's been really good in fantasy this year. Lately. He got right. off to a bad start. He did. Um, and I think now – you know, I, I so I, I think – people have kind of forgotten that he's been playing better lately. I mean, it, because it's been under the cover of them being pretty terrible, you know, uh, as a team. Yeah. If you look at what, you know, what he's done, 884 in the last 24 days uh, in terms of OPS uh, in that stretch, two homers, six, six of those stolen bases in the last 21 days. So That's he great. has picked it up. Yeah. Uh, it's a better season than last year when he had a 788 OPS. He's up to 810 for the season now. Um, yeah. He, he, he's been a lot better. He was really bad early on though. Yeah, he was. I remember I, I haven't been the main event. I was like, oh, maybe I made a mistake here. He was uh, 
Let's see what he hit 218 in 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 March and April and 227 in May. So you are you are right there. But the power's been there. I mean, he hit four home runs, six and six the first couple of months. I mean, he's looking at we're talking about a legit chance at 30 30 here. It's probably gonna be like 28 28. But I mean, he's that's paying a, the fancy bills. There's no doubt big, about that. It's a big yeah. fantasy season right there. So where do you draft him next year? Probably about the same spot. What was he this year? Like early fourth, late third, right in there. Yeah. I, think I don't so. really think he's going to move up that much. You got some young guys are going to jump ahead of him. You got some pitchers to move up, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think that I'm pretty good. Like he's just, I think people, he's, he's weirdly become kind of the boring guy. I know he's only 29. So you can't call him the boring old guy, but I think he's kind of the, the boring guy that's there. And I, I think I'll do it again. I, I liked him this year in that three, four turn. I think I, I'd love to take him right back there again. I think it's just kind of lock in solid numbers and you're probably not going to get, you're not going to get a huge ceiling kind of guy, but mm-hmm. I don't know. You give me 28, 28. I'll, I'll take that ceiling every day. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, speaking of guys who uh, were, were a lot of uh, a lot of hype and then have done nothing, Christopher Morel. Have you looked at him at all lately? Uh, 143 with no stolen base and three home runs in in uh, in August. Uh, as everybody was uh, picking their Christopher Morel victory laps, we talked about the fact that he strikes out a freaking ton. There are going to be some downs, and it uh, it's been it's been rough here for the last month. It has on the balance. It's definitely been worth it, but yeah. you, you're still at 19 uh, and 60 and 55. So or in six, 60 and 50, excuse me. Yeah. And only 83 uh, games too. That's a lot of home runs. Yeah. So he, he, his overall numbers are still strong, but yeah, he, he has faded hard lately and the playing time has uh, matched that too. You'll notice he's, he's playing a lot less than he did before. Yeah, he's a tough guy for next year because he strikes out so much. And he striked it was last year, too. It's not like he's like a jump this year. He's 32% last year, 33% this year, but you know, 50% hard hit rate, 49.2, a barrel rate over 14%. Like the power is legit. He's got the 19 home runs. I just these are always hard guys to peg. Like he could hit, he could hit 210 with a bunch of home runs. He could get a nice bat from hit 265 with a bunch of home runs. And it makes a difference when he's a a drop or a really valuable pick. And it's uh it's a tough in between there. I don't know what I'm gonna do with Morel next year. I think. Yeah, I'm going to discount him. The the fact that he doesn't have a true position also hurts a lot. Yeah, you kind of lose that. Uh, you lose that locked in playing time, which is which is tough. Speaking of guys who've been on fire, you mentioned uh, Lindor, a guy who started really slow. A friend of the podcast, Tiasco Hernandez, has been on absolute fire lately. Uh, since uh, August 15th, the last 13 games, 12 games, 23 56, five home runs, 15 RBIs in 12 games. Uh, we're finally getting uh, finally getting the the good Tiasco here. It might be a little bit too late for teams, but. Uh, He's someone that's uh, that's picking it up big time right now as, as the Mariners have gotten hot. It's almost like, you know, being name being mentioned on the, uh, on the at the trade deadline and then not getting yep. traded maybe gave him a boost. I don't know. Uh, the last 21 days, he's got a 1076 OPS. I mean, yeah, he, he's work. been, yeah, get stay hot, brother. Stay hot. Um, yesterday was fun with all those homers by the Maryland, uh, by the Mariners, excuse me. Um, but still. At the end of the day, 29 walks, 166 Ks. He still strikes out a metric ton. Uh, I mean, I think that's him. That's what we're yeah. looking at. But he's still at 260. Like, that does not hurt you at all. I mean, no. that doesn't, no. that, that's nice batting average. I know he started slow. It just, it's just another reminder of just how insanely long baseball season is. Like, they're just guys that you get hot for a month and all of a sudden end the year stats is what we care about if you're not, you're not taking Teoscar out. So you're just, you know, you're just playing him and um, it's going to slowly, uh, slowly work by the end of the year. You mentioned all the home runs the Mariners hit. Uh, very quietly, Cal Raleigh is having a better season than last year. He's uh, last year he led all catches and home runs. Right now he's at 232, up 20 points from last year. 25 home runs, got more RBIs than he did last year. Uh, he's only two home runs short. He's been uh, he's been really uh, really good with the power of the second half here. Yeah, and he probably won't be that expensive in drafts next year. I think it kind of probably about the same, right? He's at 250 with 14 home runs and 
37 games in the second half. That's a crazy power run right there. It is. Maybe he will be a little bit more expensive, but, uh, I, you know, I actually agree with you. I think he'll just kind of be that guy that nobody wants to take the batting average risk. And, you know, kind of in that 11th, 12th round, if you want a catcher that hits 28 home runs, boom, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I would take it. A pitcher we talked about a few weeks ago. When we were talking about Fab. We talked about not a lot of pitchers on the Fab wire. This is a guy that has really worked out. Cole Reagan's in Kansas City uh, has been really good in August. Two point one two ERA, forty four strikeouts, and twenty nine and two thirds. Crazy good strikeout rate. Um, I watched the guy pitch a couple times. I think he pitched against the A's once. He uh, looks legit when you watch him. Like he looks like he actually he faced the A's this week. He had eleven strikeouts. That was the game I was I was referencing. But um, 11, nine, 11 strikeouts in three of his last four starts. Uh, we talked about how hard it is to start starting pitching. Uh, if you added him a month ago, it has worked out really well. Yeah, and the, I did see a couple smart people say they like that trade for the Royals, and then I kind of filed away and then didn't act on it. Pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, he's made uh, what is that six starts for the Royals since he uh, since he came, got, joined them. Has not given up more than three runs in any of the starts. I mean, that's just you can't find that in the waiver wire. That is absolute gold right there. You're getting uh, you're getting a guy for free on the waiver wire that is pitching like uh, like an ace right now, and that is. What we've been looking for all year week has been really tough. It has. It has. So, yeah, nice nice, nice swoop by the uh, Royals. I guess if you can't develop your own, you you let someone else develop and trade for them then. Jeff, question in the chat. Someone's got uh, uh, head-to-head playoffs. I assume you would not drop JT Romeldo for Mitch Garver, correct? The fact that we're asking the question just illustrates what a year it's been. Yep. Uh, for, for, for real Muto and also the fact that Garver is hot now. I mean, he seems does seem to have his power stroke. Uh, so I, I get it. I get the frustration of the real me too, but no, I, there's no way I'm making that swap. I yeah, just, if I you beat me um, doing that, God bless you. Agreed. I'm keeping real Muto and hoping, I mean, he's still got 15 home runs and 12 stolen bases. I'm hoping you get a, a hot, uh, hot couple weeks there in a really good lineup and a team that's playing for a lot. I think that, uh, I think I'm keeping real Muto for sure. Yeah. I mean, Garver really has been hot lately. He has. Um, it, you know, the Heim injury, you know, it, it, it was terrible, but it, at least it was, decent timing because they had Garver. Although I think defensively he, he he's still a drag on the team. I think behind the plate, I think in the running game, he's pretty bad still. So, uh, but nonetheless, I mean, yeah, if you look at Garver's last 21 days, five homers, 12 yeah. RBI hitting 295, uh, pretty good run. Haim had a salami today too. He's, he's, he he's back too. So he was uh, yeah. only hit in six appearances, but yeah. if you're going to get a hit, at least make it worthwhile. Uh, last guy I want to talk to you about speaking, we're just talking a little bit about next year. Um, I think the fantasy community as a whole was like, yeah, Dylan Cease was lucky last year and, and, and his price was not, you normally you get someone that goes 2.2 area, 1.1 whip, like, Oh my gosh, we're going to, everybody's going to move him way up all those strikeouts. Everybody was very, uh, everybody's very smart now. I think five years ago, he would have been another round or two higher than he was this year, but everybody kind of knew. Uh, it's been bad this year. 4.87 ERA, 1.47 whip. Even with his price not really moving up, it's been uh, it's been really bad for Dylan Cease. What the heck? Uh, what do we do with him in drafts next year? We're looking at two years here that are total opposites um, in terms of the the, the base number, or the uh, you know, the generic numbers we're used to, the ERA and the whip and all that. Um, still a lot of strikeouts, all the swing and strike rate, and the K rate's down. The walk rate the same as it was last year, still in double digits, which I don't love. Um, the BAVIP uh, has been up this year. Last year was really far down. What do you do with a guy like this? The one metric I hate is the fast average fastball velocity is 1.2 miles an hour slower than it was last year. I don't That's like that a yeah. lot. Um, everything else, though, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, he was lucky last year at the 260 BABIP, but he also has a 333 BABIP this year. He's been yep. unlucky. Now, it's also, is that team context? Is that just team malaise? Like, 
Anderson missed a bunch of time. Maybe he has less range than he used to. They have a, just a rotating door, third baseman. Maybe, uh, you know, he's getting unlucky on balls in play a little bit there too. Uh, but here's the thing though, with with Dylan Cease, you're always going to have this floor of a high walk rate, right? You're always going to have that. So, so you feel like you're going to need to get lucky with the bat to yes, have the whip under exactly. control. The whip was 1-1-1 one, one, one last year, which is really good. I don't think – you just have to get lucky to get that. Now, he could have a good ERA. He's going to have a lot of strikeouts. I think there's going to be 9 million people this offseason. like, oh, just split the difference between 2022 and 2020. That's going to be the common common uh, way to attack him. But mm-hmm. I think I agree with you. I think that you just build that floor of a bad whip, and it's hard. You're just like suddenly you've got – you're hoping for three categories, and maybe you get really lucky with the whip like last year. But – I still think that strikeouts are going to, you know, attract people to to a point that's going to go higher than I'm going to want to take. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Um, and yeah, it's it's just yeah, when his best year is a 111 whip, it's it, this is the way. But I'll say this: it it's not always permanent. Look at Luis Castillo. Yeah, we you used to say the same thing about Castillo all the time. Yeah, and Rob, Robbie Ray had those couple of years in there too, and he was kind of the same guy too. And yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Luis Castillo used to be the used to be the the whip walk guy, huh? The poster child for okay, he's great. Except look at that whip. When, what's his best year going to be looking like? And then he said, okay, no, no, there is something better still left. And I don't I know. know if Cease is that way though. I mean, just the way the White Sox are run. I mean, they finally fired their front office. They're I still can't. Owned by I thought Jerry it was. Ryan. I thought it was a joke. They hired Larusso as a consultant. Yeah, I actually I thought know. it was like someone was kidding on Twitter when it came out, and I thought it was not like an actual news source. I was like. I, you can't even, I can't even write this anymore. Like if I told you that three months ago, you would have thought I was joking. Yeah. Like you can't even write a movie that bad. Cause it's just not believable. And I can't believe he's back in. It's just, it's incredible. Yeah, it is. But uh, it just, yeah, he could, he could be an ace, but he also, I mean, do you trust the white Sox to unlock that? I guess I got to see what they do this off season, but I, I just, I, I, I can't think of a team I'd less rather have them on right now. I agree there. Maybe maybe they trade him in the offseason, but it's funny you mentioned Castillo. I looked at it again. I, I know we talked about it earlier, but that his Mariners starting rotation is awesome one through five. It is. It really is. Who doesn't start in the playoffs for them? I guess it's Wu, right? You go go Castillo, Kirby, Gilbert, Bryce Miller if you go four starters. Yeah, and we'll see what sort of innings limitation Miller has. Uh that might be a wild card too. But yeah, good. And, and they're and they're smoking the ball now too. That was yeah. that's the difference. I looked at the schedule last year. They got rid of one of those off days, so you had to throw four starters. You couldn't. You couldn't. Got. They didn't have the double off days in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right on Bryce Miller. He's doing 101 innings in the majors and 19 in the minors. So what's that? 120. Last year he threw 127. 132 total. Yeah. Kind of getting. He's kind of getting that range. He's still got a little bit of runway, but it's not uh, not long runway. Yeah. A few uh, news and notes before we jump out of here. We obviously mentioned Felix Bautista already. We mentioned Bo Bichette really quickly, but he left Sunday with right quad tightness. Um, you know, not what you love to hear. It looked like a hamstring at first, which is it's. I'd rather much rather have quad tightness than a kind of a hamstring pull. So hopefully, we get some uh, some good news there. We mentioned that uh, they're going into cores this week, so we would certainly like to uh, like to have Bo playable. Uh, Rafael Devers uh, got some X-rays on his sore wrist. The X-rays did come back negative, which is really good news. That came back uh, between the time I sent you our outline and when we did the podcast, but. Uh, he did not play today, but I imagine uh, we probably consider him day to day with the uh, with the negative X rays. Yeah, uh, at least we got that going there. Um, uh, sometimes you get need an MRI to show something, but so far so good. Uh, yeah, that is true. Uh, that is a good point on that. I feel like Devers has been kind of quiet, but then you look and he's got uh, he's got twenty nine home runs, eighty eight RBIs, hitting two seventy two. Um, not a huge Devers year, but uh, 
always just really good. We it's should all have so such fun. quiet years. Right, exactly. It's just I feel like he's just kind of been quiet. It's been kind of a little bit streaky here and there, but you're gonna look up, he's gonna be, you know, he's gonna be 34, 105 again and just mm-hmm. boom. Um, we mentioned Jake Cronenworth. Uh, he's out with the with the right wrist fracture. Uh, Mason Miller. We talked about Bryce Miller. Mason Miller, another uh, pitcher that had a, a weird uh, innings limit. He did not pitch much last year. Came up with the A's. Looked really good. Throws about 110 miles an hour and uh, got hurt right away. He made he's made a couple of rehab starts to make one more start of the week. Uh, sounds like he might be with the A's either late next week, late this week, or early next week. Uh, if you stashed him, it's going to be almost time to unleash uh, Mason Miller for I don't know how many innings he throws, but they should be good ones when he throws them. Yeah, it's just been so long since he's pitched, you know. Uh, you know, yeah. he, he he should have. That's the thing because he's missed so much of the year. He he should be like, you know, unless he has a setback, you know, he could he could be free and clear the rest of the way and get like six starts. Yeah, I just I, I have a hard time seeing him throw five innings too many times. I just don't know. Yeah, that, that's no certainly reason to push him. But I, I mean, he's throwing decent innings in the minors and his rehab starts. I think, but um, maybe he throws five. But if you need strikeouts, he's good ratios. He could be a. Uh, I got to add, he's been stashed for the last couple of weeks in, in most leagues. I saw he was available in one of my leagues. I think I got outbid or someone, I've got somebody else instead, but um, he could be back. Uh, we mentioned Matt Chapman left early Sunday with the inflamed finger. Um, another guy on Toronto that we're going to have to just check, uh, check the news and see what, uh, what happens there with, uh, mm-hmm. with, with Chappie. Um, a couple of giants are coming back this week. Uh, Mike Yastrzemski and Mitch Hanniger, two guys who have been on and off the aisle all year long. Uh, Yaz is supposed to be back for the Cincinnati series to start the week. And then uh, Hanniger hoping for the end of the week. Um, I don't know. This is just going to muck up the giants, uh, you know, who plays and, and who plays when, but even uh, more mucked up than usual too, it's, which it's is already though. bad. The giants yeah. are still, still kind of in this thing though. Right. Big win tonight on Sunday night baseball there. They needed yeah, that beat the Braves, right? Yeah. Well, uh, they, they had a horrible month of August so far, but luckily for them, the reds have been worse. Yeah. Uh, you know, Arizona has caught, caught fire now, but, um, they, they and went through none, a really and, tough stretch. And um, the, Padres, the, Padres, the Padres didn't make a run or anything. Like it just, it's kind of been, everybody's kind of been blown that range. I, I, you know, the Padres season is the one that I think surprises me more than anything, even more than the Mets. Um, I mean, you still look they're plus 53, but you know, you know, me. they're, you know, they're a game ahead of the Mets. I know they're That's plus wild. 53 and they're still nine games under five. You know, that Dodger silly series pretty much killed their season. Yeah. You know, they, they, they got to it within happened. one game of 500. It seems like it happens every year to them. The Dodgers just always put the stake in them. Yeah, it seems like it. Nine games under 500. How did that happen? I, I have mean, no idea. This, I, and the Musgrove thing hurts. I know that. Um, they're just, and they got swept by the Brewers this weekend. I mean, that, that yeah. was bad. That was really bad. I mean, they, they win at two out of three against the Marlins. They're like, all right, head to head competition, but. They, they get swept by the Brewers and lose three or four to the Diamondbacks. I mean, that's just – you can't do that. That uh, that third wild card in the NL – we talked about the ALs. Like, there's only a couple teams left, but they're pretty good. That yeah. third NL wild card. We got Arizona, the Giants, the Reds, and the Marlins. <laughs> that's going to be – Well, and the Cubs are the number two, and, yeah. you know, they they have some you know awesome things, but they got some other not-so-awesome things. I don't know. I, I, I trust the Phillies as, as, as the only NL wild card team that I trust at all. Me too. Um, which means I'm sure like we'll have two upsets in the first round, of course, but yeah. And I kind of thought the diamondbacks were dead there for a bit, but they went eight of the last 10. They're kind of right back in it. Had a, had a good win today, but uh, Merrill yeah. Kelly's back. That was huge. Yep. It was huge. And Gallon's still pitching well and fought's been a little bit better. So maybe, I don't know. It's, it's going to be uh, who wants to win that, that third spot there. Yep. Uh, Michael Brantley, believe it or not, could be activated on Tuesday. I kind of thought he was uh, kind of done, but uh, it sounds like he might be back in, uh, in Houston. 
Uh, Yanny I'm tapping D- my chest for "Be Still My Beating Heart" on Michael Brantley. There. Yeah. How many? How many? What's the over under a number of bats before he gets hurt again? Mm-hmm. Um, Yandy Diaz missed the weekend with a sore forearm. He actually got hit by a pitch. Sounds like everything's fine. He's just a little bit sore. So I think that I don't know how he gets sore. His muscles. You think he would just bounce right off? But uh, apparently, his muscles do get a little bit sore. Uh, and good news on Chase Silseth, who's been really good for for uh, Anaheim when they pitched. Uh, he seems to be okay. He got hit in the head by a throw. Got checked out, went to the hospital, but seems like he is okay. Yeah. Um. He he's been pretty good. You know. Yeah. He's good good starts for sure, at least. Yeah. Um. Not. I'm not sure I can use him this week, but uh, they said he checked out negative for concussion at least. Yeah. I mean, he and Griffin and Griffin Canning pitched really well today. Um. So my last question for you, Jeff, what the heck happens with Otani and uh, free agency? What are we going to look at here? Oh my God. I have no idea. Um, right. There's no, I, there's no way I have an idea. Like, does he, he's going to keep hitting. It sounds like. Dude, did you see that game? I mean, multiple extra base hits, multiple stolen bases. He's got a he torn the, UCL he and he's still light, like running. He broke the Coors Light sign in the outfield. It's, he smoked it. He's so good. Um, but, but if yeah. he doesn't get surgery, like you can't, pay him as a hitter and pitcher, right? I don't, right. I don't even know what's going to happen. You don't pay it's, for past performance. You know, we're not at that, you know, teams don't do that anymore. But on the no. flip side, like even if he doesn't pitch, he's worth so much to a franchise in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's, I mean, we were talking about 700 million before. I don't know what happens to all these uh, offers and deals. If he is, you know, kind of a, he's a little bit of a question mark whether he can pitch or not. It's a massive question mark. And I don't think it's going to yeah. be answered. It did, certainly doesn't seem like he's jumping into uh, doing anything uh, for a long term, any kind of Tommy John or anything. I don't know if he needs that, but it sounds like he's going to be rest and rehab, which works for some guys, but for the most part, does not work. Benson's trolling me. Uh, Otani, the Reds for $50 million per year. Oh, God. Yeah, there, I'd love it. It's never happening. But Can you imagine how many balls he hit in the water there, though. Oh, in, in Cincy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, into the Ohio River. Yeah. Um, it would be, be awesome. There is a cool picture. The Reds had that all rookie infield, right? And there was a pitching change, and Otani was on second, so they all kind of hung out with him. You know, you saw Ellie like saying, yeah. "Are you real?" And then <laughs> Otani mimicked uh, Ellie, like hit you know with the like lo- like his funky swing when he missed time to ball and still hit into the corner for a triple or something like that. They're busting each other back and forth. It was pretty funny. Yeah, it was. It was really cool. He said Otani seems like such a good dude. I just yeah, I love it, but. It'll be interesting. It's a really wild uh, little uh, little uh, thing that's put in, been put in the free agent market here with the fact that maybe he's just a hitter. I don't know. I don't know what they do. I don't know what he wants to do. I don't know if he's going to insist on pitching. It is really, really fascinating what's going to what's gonna go down. Yeah, and he's ex- not just a hitter, but an exquisite hitter, too. I mean, that's uh, thing. Unbelievable. I mean, he's, un- he's unbelievable with everything, and just his hitting is – everything he hits is hard. It's uh, it's fun. He's fast. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see what the heck happens there. Yeah. So – Anybody else on your mind? Anybody else uh, you want to, you want to talk about, Jeff? No, I think we're good. I, I, I'm just hey, looking forward to like a normalish week. A normalish week that is a good thing. And you got uh, you got two weeks to football starts. At least you got a little bit of a little bit of a breather here. We have a we have a football uh, auction tomorrow night, right? Yes, we do. Uh, and it's like- I, I said that I'm like I think he's in that league. I know you're in that league. Yeah. Um, and the fun part is that I uh, still get to. Uh, I'm going to be doing a couple drafts at once during that auction. So it's going to be insane. Look at you. So you're just a multitasker. You're just so talented. It's just incredible. No, I'm just bad at scheduling. <laughs> well, you know, I try and give you a compliment. You take the other side. It's kind of how things Thank work. you. Appreciate you. Uh, all right. You're around. Uh, we're both around next Sunday. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, Listen, right Labor Day weekend next weekend. Ah, so everybody, I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast both tonight and all year long. Also, appreciate all the comments in the chat, 
Always really fun to hear everybody chatting in there, chatting with each other, chatting us. It's always uh, always really fun there. Uh, if you have any questions, you can hit Jeff up on Twitter. He's at Jeff underscore Erickson if you want to follow him or uh, ask any questions on there. He can he can help you out there. Other than that, hope everybody has a really good week, a really good fantasy week. Uh, hope you move up those standings. We'll be back at you next Sunday night. Take care. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.